At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Lombardi Live with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Welcome back in. It is hour number two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM here on a Wednesday. I'm Ben Wilson in for Patrick Maher every Tuesday and Wednesday from our Circus Sportsbook Studios in downtown Las Vegas. Michael Lombardi with us as well from the East Coast on his six day a week schedule starting this week. And thanks as well to Eric Edholm for joining us there in hour number one. Harry Gagnon still to come uh, from us, former Vegas Sportsbook Supervisor, the host of the Against All Odds podcast in about a half hour's time. Uh, but Michael, we probably have to talk about uh, the, the team from my hometown state. Green Bay Packers. I've, I put it off long enough. So many question marks, uncertainties. I want your thoughts and take on this week one matchup because we talked about how profitable the week one underdogs have been. You laid it out earlier, what, 19 and four against the number week one since 2009 and Steve Mackinnon's article there at vcin.com. And you have all these injury question marks for Green Bay. We saw the press conference yesterday where Matt LaFleur comes out, basically says David Bakhtiari, Elkton Jenkins, Christian Watson, Alan Lazard. We have no idea and not going to commit one way or, or the other. What do you think ends up being the opening day personnel in, in actuality there for Green Bay, given all these question marks and so many guys who really haven't suited up all preseason here for the pack? Well, I mean, look, last year when they went uh, down to Tampa and, you know, Matt LaFleur's team probably had the worst game of his year. You know, they went down there, they laid a giant egg down there. I don't think, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces. I don't think the best of Green Bay is going to show up in, in the month of September. I think it's going to take a little bit of time for whether Watson or Dew or Dobbs, these receivers mm-hmm. start to blend in with, with Aaron Rodgers. But all that being said, you know, Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. 
and he's still a really good player. And I think, frankly, their defense is better this year than it were any time last year. They're healthy, for one. They have Jai Alexander back. That's huge. Rasal Douglas was sensational for them last year. So, I mean, all that being said, I still think they're going to be a formidable team. I think the Jared Reed signing has gone under the ground a little bit. Even though he didn't play well the last year in Seattle or Kansas City, he's played well this summer. So I think the Packers defensively are going to carry this team as they develop their their, their identity eventually with these receivers. So all this conversation about injuries, to me there's only one guy that, that shows up on the injury list that could affect this game, and that's number 12. Yeah, and look, it's like if I were to say that, just a you know, Packer fan, I'd be like, oh, Homer, get this guy off the network. That's why I set that up for you, Michael, because you, you can at least talk about it from, from the objective lens. And you talk about the defense, too, that, that it pro, profiles, at least on paper, to be a top-five elite unit. You think about Kevin O'Connell making his head coaching debut as a play caller, and we've we have hyped this guy up to no end. He's moved now to the second betting favorite at BetMGM to win Coach of the Year at fourteen to one. Where do you see this this play calling looking like, in especially against a defense that we think is going to be really really elite this season in Green Bay? Well. Well, I mean, here's what's always happened when Minnesota plays Green Bay. Kirk Cousins doesn't play well because he gets hit, and they don't protect him. And once Cousins gets hit, it becomes a real problem. And they can't take advantage of all their skill. Minnesota last year was a fascinating team in the sense that they were very, very good offensively. They were outstanding. Kirk Cousins turned the ball over seven times. That's all he did, interceptions. He protected the ball. They moved the ball. They could run. They could throw the football effectively. Their defense was an anomaly. They were fourth in the na- seventh in the National Football League in third down, getting off the field on third down, yet they were one of the worst defenses in all of football. They couldn't play good on first or second down. Only third down. And I think lifting the cloud of Zimmer. And I like Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer's Mm -hmm. a a tough guy, but I think he wore on the players. And that really affected their defense. They were not the same team. They were a better team than they showed last year, which is why I think this line is so close and why I think it's coming uh, together like this. I think Minnesota, why Kevin O'Connell's getting so much love is because they do have talent. And they can be better defensively if they just stay the same offensively and they won't have to carry the burden of, you know, Zimmer just wants to run the ball every single snap because they can run it, but they also, Cousins can make plays in the passing game with two outstanding receivers in Thielen and Jeff, J- J- Justin Jefferson. Right. Oh, and don't you think, too, of all the games we have week one, this is probably the one that, at least from an in-game perspective, profiles to be the one you might take advantage of the most because you would think on the Green Bay side, you'll find out pretty quickly what, especially once we know the inactives and everything, who's actually suiting up? A, how the protection looks for Rodgers with potentially both his tackles out, and then B, what the general level of cohesion is, if there is any at all, with all those new wide receivers coming into the fold. Conversely, you have Minnesota, and what does that offense actually look like? We hear all the good things about O'Connell. Are you of that the same mindset that this is a game where maybe a quarter, quarter and a half in, you'll be able to feel a lot, uh, a lot more confident about a side either way than you would be pregame? You know, I, I will because, to me, this game's really all about Kirk Cousins in the first quarter. If he gets hit early, then I, I would bet against him. I mean, because his eye level comes down, and all of a sudden it's a different game. But when he's protected and he feels protected, watch out. He's a top-ten quarterback in the league. There's no denying it. You can say whatever you want about the guy. Guy makes every throw. He understands what he's doing, and they'll set this offense up for him to be successful. It really comes down to, does Preston Smith hit him early? 
Does mm-hmm. you know? Do they blitz? The, the, does you know? Jared Reed knock him on his butt. I mean, where is his comfort level with Shard Gary coming off the right side? Does he think Brian O'Neill is going to be able to handle him? All that's going to play in the first quarter. And if he gets hit early and if he takes a blow, then I think it's going to be hard for him. To, he's never been a bounce-back guy, never been a guy that gets hit, don't worry, you know, spit in my hand, get a little dirt in, I'll be fine. No, yeah. that ain't Kurt. That ain't Kurt. And that's why Green Bay dominated him because when they had when they had the two ends, the Smith brothers, Adalia Smith and, and Preston, they were coming after him, and it became a problem. And Minnesota's lack of offensive line was there. Now they're better. Darishaw plays left tackle. They got O'Neal. They should be better inside. We shall see. If they protect them playing at home, they'll move the football. Yeah, it seems like a pretty high-variance offensive line, too, though, when you talk about the, the bright pieces they have, but they're young, and it's like how quickly does that uh, all come together in Minnesota? Do have Zadarius Smith as well now, so he goes from Green Bay to Minnesota, in the, at least in the linebacker room there. The one thing, and we, you know, we always neglect, it seems like, the special teams – Mason Crosby, it sounds like he is going to be ready. He didn't kick at all this preseason. You bring in a new special teams coordinator and Rich Bisaccia to clean up one of the worst units last season. Are you sold on this Green Bay special teams turning it around after it essentially cost him last year? You know, you can hire whoever you want as the coach. If the head coach won't give you the time to execute or keep players on the roster to help you cover kicks and cover punts, it doesn't matter who's coaching the team, Right. It doesn't matter. I mean, they're carrying seven wide receivers into the off- into the game. Well, what does that mean? Well, none of those guys are going to play in a kicking game other than Amari Rodgers, who's going to return. They're carrying 10 offensive linemen into the game. Now, they have to because of the injuries, but they're carrying 10, so there's nobody's playing special teams in that. They're carrying four tight ends, and no one of those guys playing much special teams either. So where are they going to get their special teams coverage units from? Where are they going to get all that? They'll manage the game better because of Basachi, but the way the roster's configured, it's configured like an offensive coordinator's yeah. the head coach, and that's, that's what point. he'll do. Yeah, I saw an art- I saw the article the other day from one of the beat writers there in Green Bay saying they're they're preparing to use more regulars on special teams. But as you just lay out with the personnel, they might kind of have to because I don't know if they'll, that they'll even have the bodies to to throw specific special teams guys out there. Don't you think? No, they they they, they have to. You know, and the defensive guys. And look, here's the other thing we don't count too. You know, is because of the the, the preseason where guys haven't played, when your play count gets up into the 60s, 70s, you're tired. You're not. You, you, it's like boxing. You're not ready for this fight. You know your legs whittled down. I know you're playing indoors and there's air conditioning, all that crap. It doesn't matter week one. You're not ready for the 70 plays that you have to play. And if you're playing in the kicking game because you don't have enough depth in the kicking game or you didn't keep kicking game players on the roster, that becomes a real issue. And that's why we'll see fourth quarter comebacks this weekend. Mm-hmm. And again, Mason Crosby officially listed as questionable, but they that cut all their other kickers. And I, I, yeah, I mean, it does for me as well. I mean, lie. how do you how do you take how do you trust Mason Crosby in a close game with a with less than a three point spread, knowing he's going to have to make a kick for you to win? Like that's that worries me. I think it worries any. I think anybody who is wagering on Green Bay this week, you have to keep that into consideration because it was a big factor in, in a lot of games for them a season ago, especially the ones that were really, really tight, kind of like the postseason. Uh, and that line right now, anywhere from one and a half to two, Green Bay favored on the road in Minnesota to open uh, that season there on Sunday. As far as other divisional matchups, we're getting some more line movement too. This just coming out over the past couple of days. Interesting that there is a lot of Houston love in the market here, Michael, from mm-hmm. eight down to seven. Indianapolis at one point was as high as eight and a half in the market. Are you, you buying this move here to the Texans? Well, I think, look, the Texans showed the way they played against the 49ers in the last preseason game when Lovey Smith played his guys that they're not, they're not just a pushover page. I mean, they're, 
they're not great, but they're not a bad team. And their, their offensive line looks like it's playing better than it did last year, assuming they're going to get all the guys back in the line. They, Pierce looks like a really good running back. So, and they've got some skills. So, I, I, I mean, they've always given the Colts trouble. You know, they always have given the Colts haven't just walked down there. And we know the Colts on opening day have had their they have had some issues. So, you know, and it's a big spread. I, I think a, these divisional games where you know each other so well, I think it's hard when it gets over a mm-hmm. touchdown. I, it's not easy, especially opening week where there, nobody has doubt. That's the thing you got to remember. Nobody has any doubts about their team. They all believe they're good. You know, week 14, there's a lot of doubts creeping through people's minds. There's no doubt this weekend. Yeah, and does it surprise you at all, too, that it, it just seems like the Colts are they're really trying to push Shaquille Leonard to be ready to go, as, as if to say, like, they held him out of the PUP list, was originally feared he'd missed two to three weeks. Well, now he's questionable. They haven't ruled him out yet. You find that odd at all, that they, they really want this guy back right away for a week one game where well, they're over a touchdown favorite? No, I, I think they want him back maybe week two. I don't. I think the reason they don't keep him on the P because you have to go there for four weeks. Right. So if you're somewhere between one and three, you got to keep him. Thinking Shaquille Leonard might give it a go. I, it still would seem like a long shot, at least that he would play uh, there in week number one. I and and we've seen just a tremendous preseason from Damian Pierce. You talk about all sorts of line movement, like on Coach of the Year with Kevin O'Connell. That's been the big mover in Rookie of the Year. He's now one of the favorites on the Rookie of the Year odds board. But behind that offensive line, how how successful do you still view him being coming out right away as a rookie? You know, I, I think it's going to be a challenge. I mean, look, it, 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 it is always hard when you have to play your first game as a rookie. I mean, Jamar Chase had one catch last year in the preseason, and then he went out and played well in the opener. Yeah. It happens, it does, it changes, but it's hard. Houston at home, giving, getting some love, though, in the betting market. Eight, eight and a half, now down to seven. 46 is the total there. We'll talk some player props coming up next. Harry Gagdon from the Against All Odds podcast joins us in about 20 minutes as well. Also want to get Michael's take on the Browns-Panthers showdown, one of the wildest uh, cases of possibly a revenge spot with Baker Mayfield. We'll discuss that next right here on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
We are now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. We welcome you back in. It is hour number two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM with Michael Lombardi from the East Coast. I'm Ben Wilson here in Las Vegas, uh, downtown Circus Sportsbook Studios in for Patrick Maher today. Patrick back tomorrow, just in time for opening day there of the National Football League. Uh, we were talking earlier as well, Michael, some of the line movements here in week one already and a big, probably the big mover, Kansas City from three and a half up to six there against Arizona. We found out some interesting news here just uh, just a couple minutes ago on something that won't impact the starters, but could be interesting as far as backups go, and that is for the Cardinal quarterback situation. Colt McCoy placed on IR with his calf injury. They've promoted Trace McSorley from the practice squad who we saw back up uh, Lamar Jackson at times, a preseason guy a couple years ago there for the Baltimore Ravens. And you certainly feel like, like this actually has some bearing on, on what to watch as we get into week one. Well, I mean, you're say let's take let's pretend we're Cliff Kingsbury for a second here. You know, we're sitting out by the pool, we got the shades on, you know, and we're thinking about what's going to happen in the game. And you got to say, okay, do I call runs for Murray if he gets hurt? I'm I'm done. I mean, the game's over. I'm losing the game. So I got to protect my quarterback more than ever. I don't have a backup. I mean, you could bring McSorley up, and you could say I've got faith that McSorley he can lead us. But it affects your play calling. It affects how you want to operate the game. How many movement plays do you want? How many times are you going to let Murray run? You're also going to coach Murray to say, hey, you got to get down. You can't take chances with the ball. You know, don't try to be a hero. Run out of bounds because we need you. And so I think that impacts play calling. I really do. I think it's a significant yeah. injury. For and I'm not saying it's the reason the line moved. I'm not saying that at all, which I find fascinating. So, Ben, every Monday morning – I go through and look at, I want to see who people aren't betting on. I, I, again, I want to always be on the side of the book. That's why they have the big casinos. So on Monday, you know, Arizona was only getting 19% of the money. Forget the ticket count. Ticket counts are insignificant. Right, it's right. the money. And so today, this morning, they're getting 27%. So they had an 8% increase in two days. Indianapolis, for example, they on Monday, they only had 4% of the money. Everybody was betting Houston. That's why that line came down. Now they have 12, Indianapolis has 12% of the money, which because now it's a reflection of maybe people like India a little bit more than the eight and a half. So you kind of follow that along and see how much the, the movement has happened based on the, the line moving and based on who's betting and who's not betting teams. Yeah, and you think about it too, and you make a really good point also on how these how these lines take shape, especially when it's week one and you have the summer 
then the the rising limits and more people coming in as we get closer to game time. But at least for Arizona, we, we talked earlier in the show about the issues they're going to have on the offensive line with an older group, question marks with Rodzi Hudson at center. You think about a wide receiver core that's, you would say, mediocre at best with no DeAndre Hopkins out for the first six games of the year and a running yeah. game that was pretty much a net zero for them a season ago. Didn't get much, especially with uh, when they had injury and inability for a lot of their normal guys there to stay healthy. It's like, what do you do? I mean, what is, what's your game plan if you're Kingsbury there when you know you don't have much, at least for, of an insurance policy as a backup? Well, I, I think you got to be careful with your play call. And then they've got to find matchups they like, right? Do they like Hollywood Brown? You know, Hollywood Brown last year was so inconsistent. He was so inconsistent in terms of catching. Remember the Detroit game, he drops, has two touchdown drops. Mm-hmm. James Conner was good for them last year when James Conner was able to, you know, was state when he was healthy. He wasn't. Now, Zach Ertz is hurt as well going into this game. Will he be able to play? But I think the concern I have with Arizona more than anything is on defense. How good are they on defense? Can they hold up in the back end? Are they going to be able to hold up? Can they rush the passer? You lose Chandler Jones. You know, I know they have the great J.J. Watt back, but J.J. Watt hasn't been the same player in two years. You know, what's going to happen with Isaiah Simmons? Is he going to become the guy who replaces Chandler Jones? It's a tough matchup for Arizona. It really is. And if your quarterback, you know, you're worried about him moving around and the thing he has to do is move. See, what, what sticks in my mind when I, wa- when I think of Arizona is how Seattle, with a bad defense in the end of the year last year, forced him to stay in the pocket. I think of the Rams game where he threw for very little yards in that game, in the playoff game, you know, because the Rams did a really good job of making him play quarterback from the pocket. And to me, if you do that with this guy, then, then it's, to me, I, I think it's all, it cha- everything changes. For sure. It's all different. Well, and you, you know, you t- don't. You don't talk about him like like people talk about him. You know, like oh my God, he's. I know he got paid a lot of money, but I don't really care. It's it. It comes down to can he throw the ball from the pocket, and and he can't see. You mentioned too how much you liked Arizona going into Week One last year. Remember when they were in Tennessee? That was the game where Chandler Jones had what five sacks to open the season, yeah. which is a single man wrecking ball of that Tennessee offense. So I, and that I don't know how much we're if we're not reacting or rating that enough that loss there on the defensive line. No, I think it's huge. I mean, you know, they lost J.J. Watt, but I think the concern, you know, look, at the end of the year, I I know they put a lot of yards up against the Rams. They lost that game 30-22. to They had a bunch of yards. But I think when you watch this team down the stretch, you know, they just couldn't really stop. They couldn't stop Seattle. They couldn't – I mean, they couldn't stop Seattle. Seattle had 202 yards rushing on them. You know, and then the Rams come in and put a buck 22 on them. And, you know, I mean, the Rams put 140 on them the next week. So – I, I'm a little bit, you know, concerned about them. Remember, they I, I know then is then and now is now. But I'm concerned about how people rush Kyler. And if they rush him the right way, which is what I believe Kansas City will do, especially with their inside people, mm-hmm. I think it'll be a problem for them. We've seen it uh, bet MGM. A lot of action to that under, at least on the win total, from 9.5 for Arizona, 8.5 pretty much everywhere, down to minus 115 as well there on the under. Other week one games that I am really, really interested to see how everything will play out there. I think you have to go to Carolina with Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. and the, you know, the quote unquote revenge game there uh, against Cleveland. Uh, two, two and a half now is what the Carolina is laying here at home uh, against Cleveland. Uh, I mean, let's be real here. Like it's, it's Mayfield. We know how we know the animus towards his former team, but it's not like Cleveland is going to be caught by surprise, right? Like they know what they're going to get in, uh, in Mayfield. How do you think this will all work out when you have a new play caller with Ben McAdoo quarterback coming in in Mayfield with the shortened uh, preseason against a Browns team now who uh, starts the 11 game brissette run there at quarterback? 
Well, I, I think, look, if you're, if you're Phil Snow, the defense coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, you're basically saying to yourself, we've got to stop the run. We've got to make Joe, Jacoby Brissett play quarterback in the game. You know, we've got to stop Nick Chubb. We've got to stop Kareem Hunt. We've got to handle all the boots and all the nakeds. We can't let them do that. And they're good on defense. I mean, they are good on defense. They're, they're, they're improved in the secondary. They get J.C. Horn back. They've got, you know, Dante Jackson. They've got C.J. Henderson, who was a, the top 10 pick two years ago. So they're, they're better than a five-win team on defense. And then offensively, I think where they made the most improvement is is in the offensive line. They've replaced their offensive line coach. They get Baker Mayfield to come in. We'll see Christian McCaffrey. I mean, we haven't seen him in years. We haven't. I mean, he's played 10 games in two years, right? Yeah. So, you know, we got a ch- chance to see what he could do. But I think the most significant change that no one talks about with Carolina is, is Johnny Hecker, the punter, and their kicking game. They were one of the worst kicking game teams in all of football last year. Now, Eddie Panero's got a kick because they, they lost Zane Gonzalez to the injury in the last preseason game, but this special teams, if they can cover Chris Tabor, the new off special teams coach, they got to do a good job covering kicks, you know, controlling field, make Cleveland play on a long field, force Brissett again to have to participate at the quarterback position. You know, I, I think this is a different Carolina team. Everybody's focused on Mayfield. I'm focused on McCaffrey and the special teams. Yeah, and you think about, too, uh, Chris Tabor, Bears special teams coach. He filled in, uh, filled in his interim when uh, for, for Nagy when he had COVID. If you think back to the uh, the twenty twenty uh, season as well, uh, going for at least for the the Bears at that stretch, you would also think too if you're making the case for Carolina, right? And as you kind of laid out, it's not necessarily Mayfield, but you actually have healthy McCaffrey. As much as we want to believe he can get back to being a guy who can at least stay durable and on the field for seventeen games, we just haven't seen it, as you point out. Isn't that the case to be made, though? You have a guy who's going to be as healthy as he is all season going yeah. up in week one in a, in, a, in a game plan where you'd figure they're going to use him as much as humanly possible. You know, everybody says Matt Rule's back's against the wall. You know, I mean, so is Christian McCaffrey. I mean, who wants to spend $16 million, $17 million for a non-quarterback and have him not only play in 10 games and two? His back's to the wall, too. You know? Now, look, they've got to help Iquanu, the, the, the starting left tackle, I- Iki, uh, at, to handle Miles Garrett. You know, you got to try to take – you can't let him mess up the game. You can't turn the ball over. And one thing about Baker, he's practiced against this, this Browns defense most of his career. He knows what it's going to do. He understands who's good and who's not. I think it does give Carolina a slight edge. And I, and I think the Chenault kid that they traded for, he's a very mm-hmm. good receiver when he gets the ball after the catch. He's a, pow- he's a big man who can run. I think he'll have a huge he'll, – he'll, he'll be able to make an impact on their team. And I should also correct myself, too. That's down to one and a half or two now today. That was two, two and a half as we, we did the show yesterday. So a little bit of money coming in on Cleveland. I guess my, you know, my big question is you've got still a d- defensive line where – and we, we talk about, right, the personnel looks a lot better across the board, but we haven't seen it yet from Carolina. And in arguably the best backfield tandem we have in the National Football League in Cleveland that is going to be relying on that heavily. Everybody knows that's what they're relying on. It's like, how much do you trust Cleveland's defensive line, even with those pieces they've added, to actually be able to come together and from a front seven standpoint, stop Cleveland for 60 minutes? Well, I I mean, look, I think McAdoo knows he's got to control the pace of the game and he's got to throw the ball quick, get quick throws, yards after the catch, limit Miles Garrett and Clowney's ability to rush you. You can't be in third and long. You cannot make it a 40-pass game. Right. I'm, I'm fascinated for this uh, for this game to play out. Down again is, like I said, one and a half is pretty much your uh, your consensus number now. A couple of straight twos still out there. Panthers laying it at home against Cleveland. Still a lot more week one discussion for us to have up next, though. Harry Gagden, always great when Harry joins the show here on the Lombardi Line, host of the Against All Odds podcast with Cousin Sal. We'll welcome Harry to the show, get all his week one plays right after this on the Lombardi Line. 
listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. It's football season, and betters know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and now's the time to become a VSIN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only VEASAN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up early, and for a discount at $175, you'll receive both guides and full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Back for our final half hour on the show, it's the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. With Michael Lombardi, I'm Ben Wilson in for Patrick Maher. Your Tuesdays and Wednesdays here during the week from our Circus Sportsbook Studios downtown Las Vegas. We still have some player props I'm going to throw at Michael here on opening night for tomorrow. Some final week one thoughts as well. But first, it's Harry Gagnon who joins us. Uh, repeat repeat guest here on the Lombardi <laughs> line. Uh, former Las Vegas Sportsbook Supervisor. Now he co-hosts the Against All Odds podcast with Cousin Sal. The whole degenerate trifecta. Uh, Brother Bry, the parlay kid. And you know, Harry, if we're teasing the degenerate trifecta, you got to throw some crazy triple-digit long, uh, long shot sort of parlay at us here as we start the show. And I know you have one oh. fresh, off the, fresh off the books for us here at 290 to 1. What do you got? Ben, uh, Michael, awesome to be a part of this uh, again. I love you guys. This is best. Listen, I got, I got the Chargers playing the Vikings. Vikings winning the Super Bowl at 290 to one guys. Oh, look, man. I know this is, look, I, I'll give you a quick couple of reasons. Now I know this is supposed to be Buffalo's year, uh, but they're probably the most jinx franchise, not just in football, but in all of sports. Somehow um, it never works out for them. And if you look at, I know they were tremendous last year, but just two of their wins, two of their 11 wins were versus playoff teams. Uh, I love what the Chargers did on defense, getting J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack. Herbert is a star, 9,300 yards last two seasons, plus 44 touchdown to interception ratio. Picked up Sony Michelle uh, with 850 yards last year, backing up Austin Eckler, who had a tremendous season. And everybody, I'm against all odds and everything, knows that I love her cousins and I love Justin Jefferson. I think this Minnesota offense is going to be dynamite. I love what they did on defense too, going out and getting X Packers, Darius Smith, uh, Neil Hunter's healthy guys. Uh, and look, why not Minnesota with this offense? I think they're going to lead the NFC in scoring. Uh, Green Bay takes a huge hit with no Adams. Dallas can't win a postseason game. Tampa has O-line issues. And no disrespect to the Rams, but no one repeats. So why not Minnesota in the NFC and the Chargers in the AFC with a tremendous offense. And I, again, I love what the Chargers did defensively because they needed a little pick me up on defense. And I think they got over the hump here. And I think they win the West. And again, Vikings, Chargers, Super Bowl at 291. You know, Harry, I, I, I love the Vikings. I have them on the over total. I've recommended that. I wrote about that in the VSync guide uh, uh, mm -hmm. that we can, our football guide, our pro football guide that came out. I like him. I, I like all the things you've said. Uh, you know, they got to stay healthy. They've got a lot of guys over mm -hmm. 30. They have six of their defensive starters over 30 years old. So they got to stay healthy. But I do think the change of environment is going to be great for Minnesota. I, I think the mm -hmm. lifting the cloud of Zim, I, I agree with you there. And if they keep Cousin upright, right? I mean, and, that, and that's hard to do uh, when they played the Packers. The Packers have been able to kind of hit Cousins and kind of get them off stride. But sure. this is a very talented offensive team. I don't think people understood it. And last year there was such a – 
you know, they were so good on third down, but they stunk on first and second down. I, I think they're going to be a better team. I really do. Defensively, with Ed Donatel running it, I, I like them. I like them in week one. I don't know about Super yep. Bowl, but I, I can see your point. It's logical. I, you know, and also getting Kevin O'Connell now. Um, he did wonders for the Rams, obviously. And he worked not only with, you know, not working with, working with Cousins now, but he worked with Cousins when they were both at Washington, have a great rapport with each other. Now you've got a guy who's focused on the offense and not so much the defense, like you just mentioned about Zimmer, could change this dynamic for the Vikings and the, and the whole NFC. And plus, just, you know, look what Green Bay has not been able to do. Last two years, lost both games uh, at home in the playoffs where they couldn't get any offense going. Rodgers couldn't get anything going. So he's only been to the Super Bowl once. So losing Adams, why not the Vikings in the spot? That's what the Vikings needed, a break like this. And uh, if, 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 if Rodgers can't get it done with Adams, how's he going to do it without? I think the Vikings are my sleeper this year. All right, look at that. Harry coming out with the Vikings as a sleeper at AAO Harry, by the way, is where you can uh, follow Harry on Twitter. And you're backing that up. You got the Vikings. Should not come as a surprise to anybody who's listened to or watched the show for the last four minutes. But you, you're betting Minnesota week <laughs> one then. It's a plus one. Everything's half. going on Vikings, guys. Everything's on Vikings. Yeah, why not? Like I said, a change in the north. Give me the one mm-hmm. and a half at home. I think, again, I just mentioned Cesarius Smith. Um, you know, playing against his former team. He didn't play. He only played one game last year, but the two previous years, he had 26 sacks for Green Bay. So switching teams like that in the division, he's going to be pumped, and the place is going to be rocking. Give me the Vikings yeah. to pull this game out against the Packers. Hey, Michael, I'm going to go like over under six and a half different teasers that Harry's got with that Vikings seven and a half <laughs> a long teaser leg up through the three of the seven. That, that's my over under for what the for, for Harry's teaser that's strategy. Just, that's, just col- that, that's just college games. That's not even the pro game. Oh game. yeah, of course. You know the, the one thing. I, the one thing you got to say, though, right, Harry? I mean, every year there's, what, th- 14 teams. Now there's 14 that make the playoffs, and every year there's 50% yeah. new teams. So, like, if not now, when, right? I mean, look, I, yeah. I, I worry about Cousins being able to stay. You know, when he gets hit, he kind of loses me. But but I'm telling you now, he protected the ball as well as anybody last year. And when Dalvin Cook and Madison are going, they and, and right. that dome, I think the dome is going to be even more – alive this year than ever before oh it's going to be wild i mean it's, they, they know what's at stake here they know what they can do uh especially like i said what you you caught a huge break huge break with green bay not signing adams waiting and then letting him go to the raiders going to the not only the uh, not even in the conference to the uh, to the afc huge break for the vikings you got to take advantage of this with a new coach kevin o'connell and this high-powered offense Justin Jefferson's going to, the first two seasons, put up crazy numbers. He's going to do it again this year. And meanwhile, for those of you watching here, we've got to Harry's all of his plays up. Herbert, uh, MVP ticket. Harry's got 9-1. to J.C. Jackson, Defensive Player of the Year, there at 10-1 to as well. I think the really interesting, interesting market, too, is these NFL Rookie of the Year or just the general rookie props that we have. And there, we, we were discussing earlier, Harry, with Michael, all the buzz on Damian Pierce and how he was basically named yep. the, that unofficial number one running back. He's gotten a ton of love in the betting markets. There's another Pierce, though, that you're pretty high on, maybe not for Rookie of the Year specifically, but uh, you, you're certainly thinking that uh, for Matt Ryan and Indy, he's going to find a, a new favorite target pretty much right away there on that wide receiver front. Yeah, you can get, I've got uh, Alec Pierce for the Colts at 20 to one to have the most receiving yards as a rookie. Look, Matt Ryan doesn't exactly have a lot of household names to throw to after Michael Pittman, the Colts second leading receiver last season. Zach Pascoe is now in Philly. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was a third leading receiver. So Pierce who came from Cincinnati, he led the Bearcats 
last year in receptions and yards. Has a seven had an average of 17 yards per catch. Tremendous athlete. Long at six four. Ran the four, 40 and four four at the combine. Should get decent amount of play for a rookie on this. Like I said, this Colts team that doesn't have a lot of household names. I like him at twenty to one to be a sleeper here. That's a pretty good price. You know, I think the thing is, is everybody's down on the Colts' skill positions, right? They need better skill. Mm-hmm. They need better. But, I mean, they're going to be a play-action team. You know, everything's going to center around Jonathan Taylor. And so, you know, a guy like Pierce or Pittman, you know, they're going to get open. And mm-hmm. because of the scheme, and I think Frank Wright does a good job, and oftentimes we tend to over Like, they're not going to have to win man-to-man routes outside for them. And Ryan does a good job of putting the ball. I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I think the mm-hmm. Colts – People are talking too much about their lack of skill. But when you've got the running – remember, the running back makes the spread, not the receivers. Right. And you know what, you know what, Mike? And I think that also it's better for him, for Pierce, to have Ryan in there instead of uh, um, Carson Wentz. I don't know if Wentz would have trusted this kid – so much as I think Matt Ryan might just do for him. That makes look makes makes a lot of sense. We've got, by the way, for people watching, the great picture of Harry uh, from the, from the super book, uh, the sportsbook supervisor days. Where uh, where in town were you uh, were you working at, Harry? That's a that's an elite picture, by the way. We have on our oh, on the home board. Classic brown jacket that they made us wear at the Red Rock. Classic. Oh, I, Red Rock. I, I, I might be it. over there later today. The Red, a great property uh, here I, here in uh, in in Nevada. Yeah, Say hi, say hi to my buddy Jimbo. He'll uh, he'll hook you up. Oh, of course. Can't can't. We'll we'll yeah. certainly do that. Of course. Before we let you go, you got a parlay. As always, any any hairy appearance on the party line, there's going to be some sort of parlay. What do you, what do you got here for week one on the parlay? Look, I will say this, guys. Week one is always for me. Like I, I kind of take a little hesitancy in terms of betting because of you know week one, everyone wants to fire away, but you just don't know. But how about this one though? It pays almost three to one. Pays plus two seventy five. Three-team money line parlay. I'm wondering what you guys think here. How about at minus 200, the Eagles? The Eagles over Detroit. They beat Detroit last year by 38. I think Hertz will use his feet more than his arm to continue drives and get this game in as a W for the Eagles to start the season. Minus 165, Dolphins over the Patriots. Straight up, the Dolphins. The Dolphins are 4-1 and one in their last five versus the Pats. Um, Hill, Mostert, uh, Edmonds. Dolphins loaded up on offense. I think they get it done and they take down the Patriots. We didn't really get too much more on offense. And the Chargers at minus 180. Revenge game from last year with a winner go home last game of the regular season. Chargers, the team this year in the AFC, and they take down the Raiders, who secondary has just had 16 interceptions in the last two years combined. Herbert eats them up. Boom. Plus hey. 255. Love All right, Harry. Thank you, Harry. Bingo. Thanks, Harry. Best of luck. Great having you on the show, as always, here on the Lombardi Line. Back for our final segment right after this. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Attention BetMGM customers, have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Site credit expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. As we're back for the final time, it's the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Back with Michael on the East Coast. I'm Ben Wilson here in our Circus Sportsbook Studios. Big thanks as well. Matt Santos, our outstanding producer behind the glass. Andrew Ingold, our technical director. we got Mikhail Miranda running audio uh, here behind the glass. And Michael, I, we were talking about this earlier. A little in-game uh, strategy and, and your general thought process. We applied it to Packers-Vikings, how we think that might play out. I want to get your thoughts on it in general, where there's a lot of difference in opinion where it, as, it, as it relates to when is the right time to jump in in-game. And what do you actually want to look for to jump in? It's not necessarily just, oh, the touchdown favorite is down 10 nothing early, so let's just jump in. From a raw X's and O's personnel standpoint, like from your perspective, how quickly can you tell when a team has a pretty significant edge? Is, is it within a drive for each team? Is it a quarter? How, how quickly does that usually play out for you when you watch these games? Well, you know, what you're always trying to figure out is, who, is two things. You're trying to figure out who's in the lead and who's in control. Right. And sometimes those two things are different. Right. So, you know, it, it looks like the Bengals were in the lead in that Super Bowl, but they were never in control of the game. 
So when you know a team's in control, that's when I think you got to bet them. I think week one, you've got to be really cognizant of heat and humidity. I think you got to be really mm-hmm. cognizant of players not having played full games. You've got to be really cognizant of fourth quarter comebacks and that 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 dreaded backdoor cover because what's going to happen, San Francisco, Detroit. San Francisco dominated the first half, right? Got the big lead, and then Detroit starts coming back in the game, and even though San Francisco covered week one, it was a hard cover. So I, I think you got to be careful, and you've got to be able to determine – the control, just the lead is insignificant, right? The mm-hmm. lead doesn't matter. It's who's really in control before you want to put your hard-earned dollars in an in-game betting situation. Yeah, and I remember even just going back, and it's you know, five, six years uh, when you had your, your weekly appearance uh, with uh, with Bill Simmons on his show, and you talk about the 50- or 55-minute teams. And I thought, you know, that's just a brilliant way of breaking down these teams where we think, oh, you know, they can hang around for a while. But when you actually think about it, playing three good quarters, three and a half good quarters. It's that five to 10 minute stretch that teams let up or struggle. And then a lot of times it affects the outcomes of games. As we head into week one, how many teams, at least as you go down the list of the 32, would you put into that category of teams that at least have enough talent to compete, but are more in that, let's say 50, 55 minute team stretch uh, compared to a team like a, you know, like a Kansas city at the top or a Buffalo that you kind of pencil in to be a team that can play really well and efficiently for all 60 minutes. You know, like I, let's take the Jets. I don't think the Jets are a 60-minute team. I think they could play well for a moment, but then eventually it's going to show up. They haven't done it. The Bears are, are clearly a 50-minute team. They might play well early, but they're not going to play well all the way through it. I think the Lions will probably be a 55-minute team. They're going to play, but eventually Goff is going to have to make some plays and handle that on his own and what he does. So to me, I, I think you got to be really careful about that. I, th- I think, you know, these Teams that haven't won enough, like the Steelers, they're not talented enough, but they'll be a 60-minute team. You're not, they're not going right. away. I mean, remember the Minnesota Thursday night game, right? They're not going away because their coach is going to make sure that they have mental toughness to endure. Some of these teams won't have that mental toughness to fight through the adversity to overcome it, and that's what happens. And I think any of these young teams, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, they could be a 50-minute team, 55-minute. They could play well. All of a sudden, they melt and fall apart. So – you got to be really careful and you got to understand how the coach coaches the team and what's their attention to detail in terms of their execution. Right. Well, and especially too, when you talk about week one and in game specifically, when you don't have the season long data really to go off of, you don't have any numbers essentially just outside of your preseason, your, your, your preseason convictions, the power ratings that you bring in, it's a little harder to say, all right, well, Team X is, you know, we know they're the third best team passing the football on early downs and they've but they haven't done anything in the first half in that same regard because you don't have the numbers to go off of mm-hmm. so it, it kind of also comes down to like from the x's and o's standpoint when you're watching this it's 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 almost like a f- figuring out process of by a process of elimination right because you don't have the actual data and the numbers to go off of at least for week one I know you mentioned Jacksonville they're a two and a half point dog there uh, in in Washington how quickly are you are you going to be looking at some of these teams especially who start off well and saying, you know, just kind of believing in that raw 50 to 55 minute Mac factor you talked about, or is it more, you just want to sit back and watch week one and, and wait and say, Hey, let me, let me see this team prove it to me that they can go a whole 60 minutes and, uh, and hold up there. A lot of it's the matchup, right? Week, you know, one week to the next week yet, you can't really change your, you can't remember last week. Then is then now is now. And I think you have to kind of keep that in perspective. 
think it's more about the coaches and the quarterback, right? Like you never feel like, even though Green Bay got blown out week one last year, you just, you know, you never feel like with Rodgers, they're going to be out of any game. So they're always mm-hmm. going to be there. Lamar comes back with Baltimore. We know Baltimore played really well last year, even without Lamar. They were had so many one-point games, one-score games they lost, you know? So I, I think as, as we start earlier in September, you got to handicap the coach, handicap the kicker, Kickers are really important. NFL games, 70% of them are decided by four points or less. So when you go against a kicker, you go with Mason Crosby with the Packers in Minnesota, even though it's indoors, you're still a little nervous. You're still a little nervous that he hasn't been consistent. It's one of the things about the Chargers that always worries me is their kicking game. Are they good enough in the kicking game? The Cowboys, are they good enough in the kicking game? The Packers, are they good enough? Those are the things that I look at. You know, when a team like Tennessee – Look, Tennessee, I, I watch, look at their talent. I don't think they're great talent-wise, especially offensively. But Vrabel's a good coach, and they can run the ball. They probably can play good defense, and, you know, that'll keep – and they won't lose the game. And if they – if most games are really lost, not won. And Yeah, and especially, too, as, as you point out, you're, you're looking at the factor of things, the coaching, the preparation – as well as your your general preconceived thought coming in. Is this team a 50-minute team you feel like is only going to hang around for a little bit? Are they a 55-minute team who can at least compete until deep in a game and then fall off? That, to me, especially early, that's how you're you're characterizing a lot of these in-game wages because you just don't have no doubt. Uh, the, the raw numbers to go off. I think that's a great, uh, a great pro tip, at least as we now as betters are getting back into that mindset of, all right, what are we looking for in-game? How do we want to attack certain things? And how we uh, how we approach it going in. So I no, I think that's a great yeah. uh, great piece of advice as well. Like it wouldn't shock me that the Giants start against Tennessee four twenty five yeah. game. I know the heat humidity will be a problem, but a four twenty five kick. It wouldn't shock me if the Giants got ahead of the ahead of them, right? And if the Giants played from in front. Now I think that line's at six, right? Yep. So across the board. You know, I, I think certainly it's it's a good play to take the Giants and almost a touchdown. But I would suspect Tennessee's going to come back because one thing about Tennessee now, no matter how much of a lead you get, Vrabel's not changing who he is. He's going to still run the ball. You could be up fourteen on him in the first half. He's not. He's not. He's going to keep because he knows if he's if he has to throw it every down, it's over. So a lot of this is how you play the game and make the other team play left-handed. And how you manage the game. I think those are all critical factors when doing that. And then heat and humidity come into play. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I know that the, the, most of the games at the 425, I mean, the, you know, all of them are going to be indoors, you know. But that, you know, so look, the Chiefs, Cardinals, the roofs closed, Raiders, Chargers, Packers, Vikings. The only one outdoors is the Giants, Titans. Yeah. Easton.com slash pro tips, by the way, for, for, all, for all of those you can sort by show and, uh, and by sport. I keep coming back to that Titans game, at least like from a survivor standpoint, Michael, where it's just everybody has been down. Everybody's been negative on Tennessee. And we forget, at least as you point out, with a coach like Mike, Mike Vrabel has been able to navigate a lot of these situations in the past. And I, I definitely would lean with what you're saying. You categorize the Giants as a team that has, has some positive pieces. And with a coach like Brian Dable, a, you know, a young guy who has a lot to prove still in the league, even though he's been a very good coordinator, I look at that and can't help but say, you know, I have no idea about the six or six and a half, whatever that n- number ends up being, but just to win the game. I wonder if we're sleeping on Tennessee a little bit just in week one, even if we think think thinks, think uh, that things don't go right. so well for them, at least in a, in a long-term perspective out in Nashville. Yeah, I mean, this Survivor Week is the hardest week because you're going to have to take some risk here. You know, you're going to have to take – I mean, everybody's going to be on Baltimore, certainly, and that makes sense. People yeah. are going to be on the Colts, but they're going to be scared to death and hold their breath. You know, some people are going to take the Bengals and they're they're not going to be really sure because of what happened with Pittsburgh and Buffalo last year. 
right? And the Denver's going to be a popular one, but I'm not so sure about that either. So it's a hard week to me, handicapping. I, I, the Titans look like on paper, like should be, but the Titans on paper are, isn't very good. That's my thing. It's like on, on paper, you start doing the roster breakdowns. You're like, do I really want to trust this team? It's Survivor. Yeah. It's week one. I still find myself leading that way. Uh, I don't know. What What did you make the line, your personal line, in Bills uh, Rams quick before we head out here? That's our game. I, I have it as a pick 'em game. I have it as a pick 'em game tomorrow. You know, I, it's really just, and I have the Rams. I have Bills slightly fa- should be slightly favored by half a point. Yeah, I I tend to lean with you on that. I, it, I can't get over the fact that we're it's we're close. just assigning Buffalo really really high power rating here at uh, two and a half coming out for that opening night game. Uh, Michael, you'll be back with Patrick tomorrow breaking down all things opening night. Great to be with you. Can't wait for these Wednesdays going forward. Michael, going to be a blast. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate you. Thank Absolutely. you, Matt Santos. Thank you, Matt Santos, as well. Up next, it's Vsin Big Bets. Dave Ross and Malshaw from our South Point Sportsbook Studios right here on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.